How can Ben Roethlisberger be such a big part of all of our lives for so long and then just disappear? Is that, in fact, what will happen? Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer up Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates where you found this. This isn't going to be one of those episodes where I get into a whole lot of football nuance, either looking back or looking forward. This is a day for one player, one extraordinary player. Over an 18-year span, Ben delivered two Super Bowl championships, three appearances, a billion passing yards, and all the other statistics that were being barraged in our direction throughout the day yesterday. For so many people in our city, he's the only quarterback they've ever known. Think about that for a second. I don't just mean people who are 18 years old. I'm talking about people in their 30s because they would have been so young around the time of Tommy Maddox, Kent Graham, or whoever. And it's going to be hard for them to say goodbye. It's going to be hard for them to look at the quarterback position and pretty much everything that happens moving forward, whether it's Mason Rudolph, Dwayne Haskins, or anyone else, and not think, man, we had it good under Ben. Not the 2021 Ben, but the Ben that's going to now cement An indelible presence in our brains, especially after watching all these highlights of the younger Ben over the last 24 hours. That's going to be the Ben we remember. The scrambling Ben. Ravens bouncing off of Ben. Ben throwing just over the fingertips of that Arizona defender to put the ball into the one place that only one player, Santonio Holmes, could get his own fingertips on it. It's not going to be easy. It's just not. He and his play at the game's most important position is part of us, and we're going to want to see him. We're going to want to hear from him. We're going to want to know on a regular basis what it is that he thinks of things, because we're so used to having that feedback from him. I don't know if people realize, in general, that these athletes, these extraordinary athletes, and the coaches too, for that matter, they're more visible, more accountable, have to answer more questions, do more public speaking, than a sitting president of the United States of America. They're constantly there. We never have to wait more than three, four days to find out what it is that they're feeling. And losing that in and of itself can be a shock to the system. We start wondering about them. We start maybe even doubting whether they're... uh, connected to the franchise the way they've always been. Kind of similar to when Troy Polamalu retired. And that wasn't under the best of circumstances. He didn't go out the way he wanted. 
and he did have some, at the time, resentment. We still wanted to see and hear Troy. We wanted to know that he was, in fact, a stealer for life and all that other stuff. And even yesterday, when we're seeing those videos, the tribute videos that the Steelers kept putting up from these old former teammates of Ben, it gave you this kind of warm and fuzzy, hey, look, there's Heath Miller. Heath's as quiet and secluded as anybody, but Heath still cares. There was Kendall Simmons. How cool was it seeing Kendall Simmons? He looked like an old professor. And then to finish off with Tommy Maddox, what a perfect touch by the Steelers multimedia team when they put that compilation together and decided to end it with old number eight, the original gunslinger, coming full circle in every way. And we're going to want to still have Ben be part of this. But what form, realistically, will that take? This portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is brought to you by Point Park University. Choose from nearly 100 career-focused programs leading to bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees. Choose when and how you'd prefer to do that studying, whether it's at Point Park's gorgeous downtown Pittsburgh campus, whether it's online. Maybe a flexible hybrid format would work best for you. Find out more about all of this at pointpark.edu. You know, I'd mentioned to you guys a few days ago uh, in a response to uh, just one question that Ben Roethlisberger would, in fact, have some sort of formal announcement of his retirement, and that there was no way that was going to happen in that awful setting that we had at the lower level of Arrowhead Stadium right after a loss in his cramped room in front of a bunch of people, myself included, that he really doesn't, you know, and shouldn't care about, you know, it's just a bunch of reporters. And I predicted in that segment that he would, in fact, do something, that he would have some proper send-off in which he would want to thank people, to thank his family, to thank the Roonies. Well, he did all that, but you know what? He did it on his own terms. He didn't do it in front of a room full of reporters and other people like me. He did it in a controlled setting with a script that he was clearly reading from so that he wouldn't mess up the words with his family immediately around him, Ashley and the three kids. A beautiful scene. And when coupled with the carefully crafted highlights that the team put together for him and very specific choices made within there, such as him embracing his best friend Marquise Pouncey after a touchdown. It was an unusual way to do a retirement press conference, meaning with no press, but it was on his terms. And if there's any foreshadowing to have been found in that, I believe that's what you're going to see from Ben. More than anything, He's going to do things, to continue to do things on his terms. I don't believe for a split second that you've seen or heard the last from him. I know for a fact, and from personal experience, that Ben very much enjoys one-on-one interactions with reporters that he knows. Again, I've been around the guy for a long time, and I've seen a big, big difference between when it's just me and him talking 
or when it's him at a podium in a room in front of a bunch of people and he starts saying things like, you guys, because then we just become this impersonal entity. He's also enjoyed over the years the radio hits that he does, the weekly Ben Roethlisberger show, which really isn't anything other than Ben calling somebody at a station and answering a handful of questions for a few minutes. But it's him, so it's the Ben Roethlisberger show. And I'm fairly certain you're going to see, or more specifically hear, something like that from him. I wouldn't be surprised if he were to take on some kind of analytical role. What you should not expect from him is to stay involved in football. Uh, I do still get questions from people about, you know, could Ben be the offensive coordinator or some kind of coach? The amount of hours that go into jobs like this, the amount of passion and preparation that's expected, and then stacked up against the pay that's involved, listen, there's a reason that you can look around the entire football world and find exactly zero stars who went on to become assistant coaches or head coaches because they had enough. You will not see that from him. I don't believe you're going to see any direct connection with the Steelers. I do believe he's going to find a way to stay in the public consciousness. Definitely not what we're used to. But I think he's going to be around. And as ever, it'll be the way he wants it to be. When we come back, just one question. Welcome back. It's time for Just One Question, and that's brought to you always on this program by the personal injury law firm of Luxembourg, Garbett, Kelly, and George. They represent people who are hurt in car accidents who need help with workers' comp or medical malpractice claims. The attorneys at LGKG pride themselves in doing what they say they're going to do. It's important to them that when they make you a promise, they keep that promise. And this law firm has been keeping promises in our region for over 80 years. LGKG has offices in Cranberry, Newcastle, Beaver Falls, Butler, and Elwood City. Learn more about them at lgkg.com. And today's J1Q comes from Matt Hanford, who asks, With Ben formally hanging up his cleats, it seems a poignant time to ask, do you think the Steelers will retire the number 7 jersey? No, Matt, I, I don't. I do think you'll see it moved into semi-retirement and for anybody who doesn't know there's a select few numbers that the team just doesn't give out terry bradshaw is 12 franco harris is 32 jack lambert's 58 it's not a long list the only two that are officially retired of course are the 75 of mean joe green and the number 70 of ernie stotner a great defensive lineman from the 1950s, you're not going to see it. Uh, you'd have to make arguments in favor of, just for example, Ben over Bradshaw. You know, while Bradshaw is still alive and very much visible, speaking of visible quarterbacks from the Steelers' past, not to mention 
Harris and Lambert and, and everybody else that's in that mix. One thing about football is you have so many players on a roster, never mind the 80-plus that you bring into a training camp, that you've only got so many numbers to go around without getting into triple digits. You know what I'm saying? So you can only retire the best of the best of the best in football. And while you and I, Matt, could theoretically debate into oblivion what Ben's standing is in franchise history, the fact would remain that it would be a debate. And as long as you're doing that, it's hard to put Ben's status above that of these other players from the past. However, there are obvious honors that'll come with his retirement. The most obvious, getting into the Hall of Fame. I believe that'll be a first ballot selection, but I also believe that if Tom Brady were also to retire this summer, and that can't be ruled out just yet, and he's in fact sent some unusually strong hints to that effect since the Buccaneers' awful playoff loss, then you could be getting into one of those situations where the Hall and the Hall selectors like to stagger positions. That's actually become a real thing with the people who choose who's in in a given year. Uh, you probably won't want, uh, including you and, and, and people in Pittsburgh, Brady and Ben to be in the same class. You know, you want your guy, if you think about it, to be the star in Canton when an event like that occurs. You definitely don't want him playing second fiddle to anybody. Now, how the Hall will navigate that, how people will explain it, um, how they'll justify it, how it'll be received is a completely different thing, but we'll see how things play out with Brady. The other stuff is really obvious. Uh, the Steelers Hall of Honor and, and so forth. I do think at some point, just throwing this in as an aside, that the Steelers are going to have to find a way to do better by some of their true greats. Um, I still find it at least a little odd that the chief is the only one recognized anywhere in the city with a statue, meaning associated with the Steelers, unless you want to count the, you know, the porcelain Franco thing that sits next to George Washington at the airport. To me, when I think of the architect of this franchise, when I think of who really built up those four Super Bowl teams, uh, with all due respect, I'm not thinking of the Chief. I'm thinking of Chuck Knoll. And Chuck would be the very last one to advocate for a statue in his own behalf. But that doesn't mean it shouldn't exist. And, of course, we can't talk about retiring Chuck's number since he was a coach. But those are the kinds of things that when you, when you have a franchise of this scope that's achieved this much, that's seen as iconic worldwide. And you walk by the front of Heinz Field on the riverfront side, and there's a statue of the chief. There's a patch of grass where they have a call to bring in Canada geese so that they can crap there. 
and then these old white tents. Not to change subjects here, but the Steelers can do a whole lot better than this. They really can on a lot of fronts. And the Coca-Cola Great Hall is nice. The Hall of Honor touch that was only added a few years ago, also nice. Retiring numbers, unrealistic. Think of something better. Think of something that's a lot classier to recognize everything that this franchise means to this city and to so many. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Steelers, not just today, but all week long and all the time. And we will be back to do another one Monday. Some places take you away. Some bring you together. Marathon does both. Marathon is Florida's family key with something for everyone. You'll find museums and wildlife refuges, wide open beaches, miles of warm, clear water, and the historic Seven Mile Bridge. For more about Marathon and the latest safety protocols, visit flakeys.com marathon. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.